Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears, talking about the 2006 film Underworld Evolution. So if you missed the last couple of podcasts, I'll shortly recap. I was looking for things to watch, especially on 4th of July weekend that had a lot of gunfire and explosions for my dogs. And I started watching the fourth Underworld movie, Awakening, and came out of it and went, you know, that wasn't too bad. So I watched Blood Wars. It really was bad. So I reviewed both of those, but it made me want to go back. Now, I still haven't rewatched the first one because I watched it several times when it came out, watched it several times when it came out on Blu-ray. You know, I, I, I know that one frontwards and backwards, and I thought I knew the second one frontwards and backwards, and I didn't. Short version of this review, it's got 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 92% of people on Google like it. That should be all the review you need. Longer version, this is a decent sequel. Looking back, I mean, 15 years later, you know, hindsight is everything. And looking at the other movies. But this was a decent sequel. Len Wiseman, the director, returned. He wrote it with Danny McBride, like the first one. Had a bigger budget. They went from 30 to $45 million. Box office was $113.4 million. Made money. They made three other movies after this. You had some good actors in it. You had a lot more action. Well... A lot bigger, well-staged, well-lit, just everything they started in the first movie, they doubled down on in the second movie. It really is a decent sequel. I mean, not by any stretch of the imagination is it a great film, and or is it as good as the first one. But as sequels go, it's not bad at all. We start with this giant flashback that takes us back to 1202, and we, we learn the story through a, a crawl at the beginning where it expands on the mythology of the first two brothers that became the first werewolf and the first vampire. I'm not going to get into major spoilers, but this movie's 15 years old, so we can talk about it. Um... And we get this this scene in the past with some big actors uh, slaughtering some werewolves and vice versa. And it's incredibly well done. It's well shot. It's visually stunning. The fight scenes are brutal. The changes... I mean, it. I was like, wow. And this is what I remember mostly from the movie. Once it cuts to present day, I had completely forgotten almost all that story. I don't know why. Maybe just because I had... I, in one of those movies that you assume, oh yeah, I watched that one. I know everything. You know, no. I always think about the first one, I guess. Scott Speedman returns um, as his character, Michael, who is a hybrid of the two. And he and Kate Beckinsale's character, Celine, are on the run from both sides because they are different now. They are kind of hybrids and they're not, you know, pure blood on either side. So, you know. And as we launch into this uh, deeper mythology of Marcus, the original vampire leader, um... He's brought back to life. We kind of saw that at the end of the first one. And he goes on a rampage to keep this war going, actually, is what his plan is. I thought, you know, watching it this time, I was expecting to kind of be rolling my eyes and checking out like I was in the fourth and fifth movie, especially the fifth movie. But no, I... Yeah, some of the action scenes are a bit over the top, but, you know, this was way before John Wick and those kind of movies. They were really, you know, pushing the envelope on what you could do. All in all, um, Derek Jacoby, as well, I don't want to give it away, but he plays a pretty ma major character in the whole scheme of things. He raises things up a bit. I thought Tony Curran played Marcus very well. Um, Bill Nighy's in it a bit as Victor, you know, in, in flashbacks and such. And 
I don't know what else to say. This movie surprised me. The fact that over 100 viewers on Rotten Tomatoes have it at 16 or 17%, that it's heavy-handed and overly convoluted. I don't know. What do you want in a sequel to the first movie? You want more intrigue? You want more surprises? You want more? You know, it was just more. And I think this is what the fifth one was trying to do, having all of this uh, intrigue and stuff going back and forth. But the fifth one just didn't execute it as well. Watching some of the extras after it was over, Len Wiseman and some of the producers talked about they had always planned to make this if the first one was well. They had all these ideas they couldn't squeeze into the first one. They had this timeline. And they say, let's just do this first part as the first movie, and then we can expand on the rest of this if it's successful and we can make other movies, which they did. I think the cast is good. The cinematography is good. What struck me most was how great it looks. Not available on 4K yet. This was a Blu-ray, and I wasn't even up-converting it, and it was sharp. I mean, the opening scenes, and once it gets into modern day, incredibly sharp, lots of detail, great black levels. It it looks really good. I mean, after watching the fifth one, which is newer and, and shot at a higher resolution and stuff like that, it was murky and, and just not... This is a clean transfer. It looks great on the original Blu-ray. really does. I would upgrade to 4K because this looks really, really good. And this is also, mentioning it in my review, um, another one of those older Blu-rays where you're going to have to go into the menu and select the uncompressed audio. Back in the day, you had to have a particular setup to run uncompressed PCM audio through Dolby Surround. It was a little bit more difficult when this first came out. And a lot of people just defaulted to Dolby Digital, which at the time was a lossy surround sound and so this movie defaults to Dolby, the original soundtrack or whatever and i'm like man i have to turn this up the last one i watched i had to turn down you know it was really loud and i have to turn this up. oh wait let me go into the menu and check my oh my there's an uncompressed setting and so i click that boom. so you can look up more details about the early blu-rays that were uncompressed but you're basically getting the exact soundtrack that they had in theaters with the same dynamic range the loudness levels all that kind of stuff and the difference was night and day on this older Blu-ray. Wow, the soundstage opened up, bass had more definition, it was just a ballsier mix. It sounded great. The uncompressed is totally the way to go if you have Underworld Evolution. Go back and rewatch it with the uncompressed if you have a system that can do it. Uh, mine was uh, outputting it at PCM, uh, Dolby Atmos, and it just rocked the house. It sounded great. And all in all, when it was over, I'm like, man, I wish they had kind of continued this this way because the third one is a flashback movie, a, a prequel. And then in the fourth one, they kind of jump ahead. I would have liked a third movie that kind of continued on where we left off here, although it kind of, you know, most of the bad guys are dead and there's a lot of, a lot of plot twist and backstabbing and such. But in the end... Um, we find out that our heroes are immune to sunlight and that sets us up for the fourth one and the fifth one. So going back, I, I got to say the first two Underworld movies are great. No wonder there was a franchise. Like I said, I always remember the, the sequel as being okay and, and thought, you know, I always held it in, in semi-high regard. But watching it now with all the other movies and all the other action movies we'd have ever since... I gotta say, Underworld Evolution is one of those decent sequels. Not better than the first one, but does double down on everything, gives you more mythology, and I wish it kind of 
you know, Len Wiseman had kind of stayed in control totally. He stayed a producer on the rest of them and kind of continued this storyline because they kind of jump away from it and then they, they double down on it in the fourth one and kind of get crazy with it in the fifth one. But uh, I am eventually going to go back and rewatch the first one. I've been thinking about picking it up on 4K because the original uh, 2003 movie, when it was released on Blu-ray, was one of those that they said, if you want to see good black levels, Sony really did a good job with that Blu-ray. And I haven't really investigated the 4K because this was not a, a, a franchise that I needed to upgrade to 4K. I have all the movies on Blu-ray. I got the last one in 4K because it came out that way uh, originally. And so I didn't really revisit the first one, but I will. Uh, I'll check out some reviews and see if I can get a cheap copy of it on 4K and, and revisit the first one. So next up, I'm going to watch the third one, which is the prequel that tells the the more of the background story that we kind of got in the second one. And I'll have a review for that up for you in the next few days. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. TheRockfile.com is my website. Please like, share, subscribe, and check out the Underworld movies if you've never seen them. Uh, the first two, really good. I, I like the a good vampire werewolf movie with lots of style. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for listening and have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>